the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. And a good morning to you in past 10 o'clock on this Tuesday, the 26th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thanks for being with us. So we reached out as best we could this morning after watching the uh, terrific News 5 report last night. Uh, reached out to the mayor's office, tried to get somebody to comment on this. Most of them acted as if, when I'm told from our producer Marcy, that uh, they had no idea what in the world we were talking about. Uh, once we told them what we were talking about, there was no comment and nobody available to talk about it. So we said, well, since they won't talk about it, let's talk to the people who broke the story. And that's where we are now. Scott Knoll is an investigative uh, reporter for uh, News 5 in Cleveland. He's the voice that you heard for the majority of that report on the corruption in Cleveland City Hall. $50,000 from the city's recreation fund as a part of their budget taken and handed to just a handful of kids, a couple of dozen, I guess, for a football team and a couple of basketball teams to enjoy themselves on trips to Florida and California while the rest of Cleveland's kids are left with substandard if any pro recreation programs at all. Scott Knoll, thank you for joining us here on AM 1420 The Answer. How are you this morning? I'm great. Thanks for having me. You guys did a great job. I mean, I, I, I was so angry when I saw this, but I was so grateful to you. And, and quite frankly, investigative reporting is not what it once was. Uh, I think a lot of journalists have lost their desire to uh, root out corruption. But you guys, not on that list, you guys did a phenomenal job here. Uh, what, uh, what was your first um, clue? What was the genesis of this investigation that you guys did? Uh, the whole thing started with just a basic review of city spending. Um, my executive producer, Mark Ackerman, went, requested a bunch of records from the city concerning spending, got some credit card statements, and wondered about some really big charges. Uh, saw things like Airbnbs and bus rentals, things like that. So we wanted to know, okay, well, what 
the city doing with these things? And we could see that they were in places like California. They were in Florida. We thought, well, maybe it was a conference, so we put in more requests because uh, <laughs> anyone who knows anything about the city of Cleveland knows they're not generally willing to sit there and tell you what that actually is. They make you go through a long process of requesting records and then waiting for those records. We got those records, and we could see that they were sports tournaments. Um, everything from you know buses, planes, uh, trips to Universal Studios, and then we could see the registration fees for these tournaments. So we wanted to know more, so we started digging in, and the more we pulled on that thread, the more the sweater just seemed to unravel right in front of our eyes. And what I thought you guys did a terrific job of, Scott, was comparing the benefits that these kids and these families who happen to be politically connected or teammates of the politically connected, you know, the great-grandson of Frank Jackson, uh, the uh, son uh, of, uh, of Ken Johnson, etc., um, comparing that to what regular kids and families have to do if they want to take these expensive out of uh, state or even out of city, out of local community trips, they got to they got to fundraise. And you 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 shine a spotlight on what was it Maple Heights? I think it was uh, Maple yeah, Heights. Maple youth. Heights Saints. Uh, it's yeah, the nine year old football, football team that had team. to spend their own money or raise the money to go to these things. Go ahead, tell us what happened. Sure. Right now, those kids have a GoFundMe. They're out there. They're selling uh, donuts. They're selling popcorn. They're selling sandwiches. Anything they can do to try to raise the money to go to that same football tournament that City Hall paid for a team that competes in the same league as these kids from Maple Heights. Our tax dollars in Cleveland went and paid for that Cleveland football team to go. Maple Heights is out there fundraising, just like I'm sure a lot of us did when we were kids. You know, yep. we had an activity and we were going on that trip. We were out there, we were selling things, we were asking mom and dad to take it to the office and sell it for us, you know, anything to try to raise that money ourselves. It just isn't happening if you know the right people in Cleveland, from what we could tell. Yeah, and I, and I don't even have to go to past tense for that because I'm doing it now as the parent of an athlete. And, and, <laughs> sure. and over the last few years, my daughter doing J.O. volleyball, which is, you know, travel volleyball, some trips to, multiple trips to Columbus, <clears throat> excuse me, Cincinnati, Toledo, Youngstown, some out of state to Chicago and other places. It's expensive. And then my son with AAU basketball and also travel baseball. So we've all, or not all, many of us have been there, and that's what made this so egregious. Now, uh, yeah, sure, Jackson, two of these basketball tournaments are AAU tournaments. You know, this right. isn't just some rec team that's, you know, going to different parts of Cuyahoga County and playing. These are AAU basketball tournaments, you know, one in San Diego, California, one in Orlando, Florida. Right. That, that's so important to point out, Scott, because the AU, for those who don't know, uh, is, is essentially for, you know, it's, it's a for pay, uh, team. You know, you gotta pay a fee or dues or whatever you want to call it to be on these teams. It's generally for advanced level players, if not elite level players, uh, with high level competition. These are not just the everyday, uh, ordinary Cleveland school kids or Cleveland kids who need recreation equipment and facilities in the city of Cleveland. They're giving it to these, these AAU kids and, uh, Again, as you pointed out, you know, free of charge, uh, it's all on the taxpayer dime. Yeah, I mean, between those two basketball tournaments, we figure probably about 30 kids from what we could tell. Uh, in one case, the city blacked out all the names, so we're not sure how many kids actually went on that trip. But it looks like about 30 kids between those two trips and then less than 50 people on the football trip. Um, you know, do the math. That's 
$51,162.25 is what we can positively account for. Now, there's paperwork in there that shows these expenses may be even higher. We just haven't received the records on some of this other stuff. But we can account for over $51,000 spent on, what, probably 80 kids? Yeah, well, yeah, just, we'll just say a few dozen, uh, and, and how many thousands of Cleveland school kids could benefit from, uh, expanded, uh, uh, recreational programs and facilities. <clears throat> and you spoke with that activist, Donna Brown, who said, look, and she's right, by the way, she was wonderful. She said, we, we got so many kids here and have so many needs, and I personally have requested an exp- uh, you know, uh, you know, some expenditures so we can get these things for these kids, and we're told we don't have the money, we don't have the money, and now we find out $50,000 is going to Frank Jackson's grandson's teams and Ken Jan- uh, Johnson's son's team. I like, by the way, how he said that. Well, uh, you know, there was nobody else who could go or wanted to go, so my son stepped in, as if he was doing a favor, and nobody else wanted that free trip to San Diego, and nobody else wanted the free trips to florida so my my son stepped in and you know selflessly gave of himself to go and uh, and accompany these kids on this trip uh scott it's 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 painfully obvious what's going on here they are using the city of tax a uh, city taxpayers uh uh you know general fund as their own slush fund well and again we are nowhere near done with this we still have a lot of questions uh we know that in some cases it was city employees that went on these trips we want to know were they getting paid were they getting paid overtime while they were on some of these trips uh we know in the case of the football team the city sent a crew from tv20 down there to document them while they were there we were able to get that video and use it so we know that the city sent presumably on taxpayers dimes again a crew down there to ride the bus with these kids, go to Universal Studios with these kids. We have requests in to try to figure out how much of our money was spent on that as well. That's a great point as well. Scott Knoll is our guest. If you just turned your radio on, he's an investigative reporter for News 5. Uh, they broke a story yesterday, or at least I saw yesterday. I don't know when it hit your airwaves. I found it on your website. Uh, but it was a tremendous expose on uh, on corruption in the city of Cleveland, wasting or stealing, essentially, taxpayer dollars for the benefit of a few dozen kids on basketball, elite-level AAU basketball and uh, youth football teams, <clears throat> money that is supposed to go to the recreation funds for all kids of Cleveland. My son Scott uh, played against uh, Frank Jackson's uh, grandson or great grandson or whatever it was in an mm-hmm. AAU tournament. Just uh, just not this past spring, but the previous spring, uh, which is around the time you're talking about this stuff. And I remember good player, young young man was, and good team that he was. And I remember uh, the tournaments that they were going to. And I remember talking to my son and some of the other parents about how I wish we could afford to do that. Not even joking. We talked about the fact that we would have to raise so much money in order to send our kids to anything much further than. Columbus, let alone Florida or San Diego, and here these guys are going on these trips, and we thought, man, they must have some amazing fundraising efforts. They do. It's called steal it from the taxpayers. Yeah, I mean, every time you're paying that tax bill, that's how at least some of these teams appear to be traveling. Uh, You know, that trip to Orlando, we have been able to document just from the records we have, and again, still a lot of stuff we're asking for and wanting to kind of follow up on some other records we pieced together but we know that trip has already cost at least eight thousand eight hundred seventy five dollars ninety one cents and and frank jackson is not talking to you guys you guys have put in multiple requests i'm sure 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you watch the story or go online and watch it, uh, you can see the response from the city. Um, you know, initially we were told that someone from finance would be able to talk to us and kind of answer some of our questions. And then uh, when we kind of pressed on why that wasn't happening, we were told, uh, well, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But yes, it was rec funds. Um, so then we said, okay, well, we'd like to talk to somebody with direct knowledge because we've got some more questions about this. Um, I'd, I'd like I'd like that yeah. direct knowledge to come from the mayor, you know, because he's the one at the center of this. In the same way that he was at the center of building a, uh, you know, allotting uh, uh, two point two million dollars, I think it was. I could be wrong on the number for a dirt bike park because his grandson liked to illegally race dirt bikes through the city of Cleveland with his friends. So you know, he's so used to spending taxpayer dollars to benefit his grandson or great grandsons. They did it with the dirt bike thing. He did it with the basketball. Did it with the football. And of course, what we saw. Uh, just what uh, two months ago, when his grandson was being questioned or was uh, you know being approached by police at his home to be questioned in a drive-by shooting, and he interfered, used his mayoral influence to stop the kid from being taken downtown, and and only and I don't know this is I know it's off in the weeds from what you were reporting on, but this is a guy who will, will inter- interfere in just about every way on behalf of his grandsons, and I think the mayor's got to answer for that. <laughs> You know, and we would love nothing more than to sit down, put up some lights, and have a conversation with someone in city government about this. They, anytime you have questions that, you know, we feel are certainly in the public interest, time and time and time again, it stalls, 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 decline. Well, I want to commend you and your producer. What was it, Mr. Ackerman? <clears throat> yes. I think, yeah, give you guys credit for this and obviously the entire team at News 5 for some great reporting. I look forward to seeing the follow-up reports on this. And uh, as those come in, and we'll be watching, and hopefully we can chat again to get to the bottom of it. I appreciate it. Scott, thank you. Great work. Thank you. Uh, Scott Knoll, investigative reporter at News 5. Uh, really, really appreciate what they have done on this case. All right, you want to react to it? And we do have other things to talk about as well in the uh, final 40 minutes of this program. But uh, 216-901-0945 is the way to get here. Great choice of songs here, by the way. Private Eye, indeed. Good job, Scott. We'll be back. Ten twenty six. The Bob France Authority continues. Thanks again to Scott Knoll, News Five, for that great report. Uh, that they put out yesterday in that great conversation that we just had today. What are you going to do? I mean, if you're seriously, if you're a resident of the city of Cleveland, if you're a taxpayer in that city, even if you don't live there but you work there, you pay taxes there. Um, I want to know how you feel about it. I want to know how you feel about them stealing money to benefit their own families. Frank Jackson's, Ken Johnson's, and more. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Yeah, you heard me right when I said stealing. Huh? I said stealing because that's what it is to me. When you misappropriate funds, you are stealing funds from the taxpayers and using them. And by the way, it's not just the taxpayers who lose. It is, as Donna Brown, the activist in that report says, it's the other kids in Cleveland who are not part of the the elite AAU team and the the, uh, Cleveland uh, Muni or whatever it is football team. Anybody else just gets screwed by this. All right, Dave in Lakewood, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Dave, go ahead. Hi, this is off that subject, but... I, I've called you on and off. There's a term I hear all the time now with holidays coming up. My family and I, we love Thanksgiving and we right. revere Christmas. I hate the term 
Black Friday. Why? I I hate when they use that. For why what that? it's worth, I thought I'd call and then mention that to you. Yeah, that's fine, but tell me why. Why do you hate it? I just think the term Black Friday just is terrible to hear that tied in with Christmas. But, I just but, don't like but, it. But but I don't understand why. What I mean, do you understand what the meaning of Black Friday is? I do not. That's maybe why oh. I don't like it. Oh, well, let me help you, Dave. Yeah, Dave, it's it's a perfectly normal and innocent term. Um, Black Friday is obviously the biggest shopping day of the year, and it's actually kind of tied now with... Um, they have Cyber Monday coming the Monday after the Thanksgiving weekend. So, and then I th- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, please hold on. Me. Hold, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, it, it's it's one of the two or three biggest shopping days of the year. It used to be before the the internet. It was just the biggest shopping day of the year, and it's the day after Thanksgiving because that's when everybody who are almost always off work most most people a lot of people have Black Friday off work the day after Thanksgiving for the long weekend, and they use that to go shopping to start their Christmas shopping. And because millions of people are shopping on that Friday, that's the day that companies that may have had a rough year and are in the red financially. They sell so much, they get into the black. It's a, it's a financial term. You know, when you're in the red, that means you're losing money, you're underwater. And when you're in the black, that means you're making profits. So oh. it's, it's a day when the stores all go from being in the red to the black because they sell so much merchandise for Christmas shopping the day after Thanksgiving. That's why it's called Black Friday. Oh, uh, it's okay. Like in the I black. appreciate you, you expl- explaining that. Cause yeah, I, that's I all was it just is. thinking, you know, cause I, uh, the, the term black, I said that, that hurts me when I think of Christmas. You know what I mean? I'm thinking of Christmas in a Christian way, and I thought, "What? You know, see, I'm thinking black. I when I think black, I oh no. So you you clarify that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. Now I have to say this. I don't. Even if I didn't understand that it was Black Friday in terms of financial, uh, you know, profits and losses and so on and so forth, I still don't know what the color would have to do with the Christian nature of the holiday coming up. But um, all right, whatever. I guess people just, you know, yeah, I don't want to get off into the weeds here because we got news coming up here. But I'll just tell you this: yeah, it's about money. It's about the stores. It's about profit profit making. If you've been struggling and having a rough year, it all gets better on the uh, Friday after Thanksgiving. That's when everybody comes shopping and spending money, and you get back in to the black, which is where you want to be. All right, uh, 1030, uh, more of your phone calls coming up after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. Thirty-five, twenty-five minutes of outstanding awesome left in this particular broadcast. A little bit of the reaction <clears throat> to the story, and I apologize. We've kind of been on a one-track, uh, you know, been a one-track uh, mind of a one-track mind today. Uh, but uh, this story just really bothers me, and it gives us a break from the impeachment nonsense and some of the other things. And the story about Cleveland corruption just bothers me. We've seen so many things that I think would warrant the removal of somebody from. Uh, from office in City Hall, and I'm talking about Frank Jackson, that just always go by the wayside. So many things uh, that just kind of get swept under the rug or just, you know, ignored or brushed off or whatever. And as a matter of fact, that's the reaction that I'm getting on this one. Um, t- uh, t- looking at Twitter now, I got a tweet from Kathy who says, at France, if you're on Twitter, by the way, find me at France Radio, F R A N T Z Radio, at France Radio. We all know that Frank Jackson and Ken Johnson would slash will be reelected in landslides, despite all of their hashtag corruption. As at real Donald Trump would say, 
Sad. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Marcus Aurelius says at France Radio, R.E. Frank Jackson, some, uh, some people rob with a gun, some people rob with a pen. He'll win the next election, and with probably 90, 95% of the black vote, and that very well may be true. And I don't, you know, I don't want to cast dispersions on anybody for that, but I, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're male, female, doesn't matter. You can't be, you can't stand for corruption. And this is corruption in black and white. In fact, I want to throw this up there too. And I, I, he didn't say it was off the record, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully he's okay with this. Well, I won't say his name because I don't want to upset anybody. But I got a message from a friend who has been a guest on this program before. Uh, in the first half hour, as I talked about this, um, and the the Twitter message I got as a private message said, "Agree with you on Jackson, but not on Trump. Embrace the power of and with a smiley face." He's saying that they are both guilty of corruption, and of course, my response is one is clearly guilty. It's in black and white. You can read it on the city's budget statements and expenditures that, that uh, News Five uncovered. And the other one is innocent, also in black and white. You can see it in the printed transcript of the phone call. There was no quid pro quo nor pressure applied to get anything that uh, President Trump may have wanted from Ukraine, which, of course, has been borne out by the fact that they have exactly zero evidence other than the opinions of people who don't like Donald Trump. That's what all of the... All of the individuals uh, who have been called to testify have said it's just their opinion that they think uh, the president did something wrong. So at any rate, when corruption can be proven, I mean, it just cannot it cannot be allowed. It cannot be tolerated. It cannot stand. And yet here we are in the city of Cleveland with how many examples of this from Frank Jackson? I want to read this. uh, Also, Stephen messaging me on Facebook says, I've been saying that Frank G. Jackson should have been removed a long time ago. But the ignorant voters just keep voting him in. Um, it would be really interesting if we were able to organize a complete and thorough audit of the city of Cleveland's records and exactly where money is being spent. If that is already being done, then more push needs to be placed on accountability. I'm sick and tired of the favoritism that goes on in the administration, and I don't even live in Cleveland, but I live in Euclid. I think the corruption ends, even, or excuse me, extends even deeper than Ken Johnson. Since corruption usually starts from the top and sinks its tethers down deep, we have a situation uh, of us and them. They think they're above the law and answer to a different drum. That might be a mixed metaphor there, but I do understand your point, Stephen. And yes, uh, I think the corruption is uh, probably much deeper than that as well. The things that we know about from Frank Jackson are enough, in my estimation, for him to never win another election, but yet he's won four of them. The things we know about Frank Jackson that can be proven are enough to have him removed from office through an impeachment process, whatever it says in the city charter about removing a mayor. And those are just on the things we know. Can you imagine the things that we don't? And Stephen said he wants a full audit. Well, I mean, it is available. It's just that you have to be willing to go through the the channels and jump through the hoops that News 5 was willing to go through there and putting in the request for uh, spending records. You can do it. Those all have to be made publicly available, but only if requested. And they make it so, you know, the the process so tedious and onerous that you have to go through so many things to get it that most people will then quit and say, you know, that's not worth my time. Uh, but yeah, I, if we found out more about them with the things we don't know, my goodness gracious, um, it would be it would be really really hard to stomach. Joe is in Cleveland next on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Hi, Joe. Go ahead. Hi, first-time caller, long-time listener, so I'm excited to finally comment on this. I'm, I do live in the city of Cleveland. My daughter has played J.O. Volleyball. We've traveled all over. It came out of my pocket. 
Now he's taking my money to put other people above and beyond the regular resident of the city of Cleveland and their children for the benefit of what? So they can have the experience that could have went to other programs to go to other stuff. We need the city ethics or a county ethics committee or the city prosecutor or a county prosecutor to look into this, not just Channel 5, which are crazy, and I said good, I say good job for them for doing it, because it's more than this. It's a lot more than this. And I, it just gets very fed up as a city of Cleveland working individual where I work my 40 hours every week, but yet I see nothing because I'm on the wrong half of the pay scale. I'm on the path, the path that does pay all the taxes. I'm on the path that owns a house. If I could get out of Cleveland, I would, but our, our starter house turned out to be our retirement house because we had to put our kids through Catholic school, which I never got the voucher for because, again, I'm doing too well to raise a family the right way, not the wrong way. Wow, Joe, you covered a lot of ground there, and you're spot on with every word. Um, tell me this, uh, how long was your daughter in jail volleyball? My daughter played for seven years, from or eight years, from eighth grade on. So and I, I did my best to help I could by coaching. I am a coach for J.O. in high school and that, but when the voucher thing is what really kills us because that made our house, that made our primary thing was getting her education. Oh, no, believe me, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's a decision that a lot of responsible parents have to make in terms of what kind of house they can afford if they're going to put their kids in private schools, Catholic schools, or whatever, and whether or not uh, they can afford to do that if the public schools that they where they live are are poor, and you have to make that call. The only reason I'm focusing on the J.O. more is because it it ties directly to this story uh, about, about Jackson. And, and I'm curious. So we, so the, hold on, Joe. One, Joe, hold on. Year, oh. Joe, hold on. I don't want you to talk to, talk over each other. What I want to ask you is: Can you ballpark a figure for how much it costs to put your your daughter through Jo for a year, including travel expenses? And then we'll multiply oh. that by seven or eight that you did it. Um, because I want people to understand exactly what the average person goes through if they want their children to have these sporting experiences that apparently are free if you happen to be politically connected to Frank Jackson in the city of Cleveland. So it was approximately $1,200 a year to play, and this is when J.O. was just starting. It's not as big as it is now. Right. We'd go to two places out of town. We'd go to Columbus, like you said, at the end of the year, where you have your end-of-the-season where we had to pay for a hotel, yep. we had to pay for it, not the club. That that hotel was at usually the Hyatt because it's part of the convention center where you played at. Yep, so that was many times. Two two hundred dollars right there, including your two, your your meal that you probably had to pay, yeah, paid for also, which have been another almost a hundred dollars. So you got twelve hundred and two hundred, fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred, and then we usually went to like Cincinnati or we'd even go to Toledo where we'd spend the night. So, again, another $200 for a hotel for there. So, again, you keep on adding those expenses. You're at $1,400, $1,500. And, again, my daughter was not the best player in the world, but she was a very good player. So we played at the medium level of American-level J.O. volleyball. We didn't play the national, which is even more money, which I couldn't imagine how much more on how the people afford that. Yeah, then, then, they're, go, the then they're going out of state. When at the national yeah. level, then they're going to out of state. They're going to Chicago, or they're going to Tennessee, or they're going to Kentucky, or they're going to wherever. Uh, like, right. the, and not forget about you know. I mean, you got to advance to the national championship rounds to get to Minnesota and the other places. The Dallas, yep, I think yep. some of them go. 
But Joe, yep. my point to or that no. is, uh, you're you're laying out all of this money to give your daughter a chance to do something. She's a good player. You said not a great player, but a good enough player. Mm-hmm. A great experience for her. And you're spending money. How does that make you feel when you got other kids in 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 in, in places like Cleveland, where those parents don't have to find that money? They don't have to fund this because all they have to do is say, "Hey, I want my son to play on Frank Jackson's grandson's team." When we get that done, we're all covered. That that's kind of what it seems to me here. And, and that's where I'm very curious at, because as I said, I live in Cleveland. I'm in the West Park area neighborhood, mm-hmm. and we tried to get a bunch of the girls in that neighborhood who did were able to play. It, but again, it just makes it hard for a Cleveland public school or a Cleveland area kid whose parents are already paying probably for a Catholic education in order to do any kind of travel sport, AAU, mm-hmm. uh, any kind of football stuff. Any, but the volleyball stuff it is very expensive, and and at that you still even have the equipment you have to add onto there, just so everybody thinks of knee pads and that. But the shoes are expensive. Everything has got to be accounted for. So I, I think it goes more with this Frank Jackson stuff more than just more than just traveling. I go to the expense of the hum of the team got everything they got. Exactly. I'm sure. Did they all buy their own yeah. shoes, or did the mayor pony up for those as well out of the recreation fund? Because uh, you're talking yeah, about volleyball shoes being expensive, and you're right. Uh, so are basketball uh-huh. shoes. So you know, I mean, and so yeah. are the latest, you know, the 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 you know the Nike or Adidas or whatever shorts and all the other things. I mean, the point is, once you know corruption is going on at one level, the idea that it stops there and doesn't go deeper is almost impossible to believe. There's got to be more there, and I hope the investigators at News Five uh, will follow up up on that and find out the real depth of the whole issue. So that's what I'm asking again, is that if somebody at the ethics committee or the city prosecutor or county prosecutor, they need to look into this, not the city of Cleveland. We need to go above. And the people of Cleveland need to demand this. This is unreasonable. Every time a political person does something wrong, it's just all we we had to expense right there. But if that was Somebody they don't want in office, oh boy, does it come down hard on them. They're just nonstop on them left and right. Right. It's just it's very tiring to be an American and now a Cleveland citizen because it just drives you nuts. Joe, I'm glad you called for the first time, and I'm glad you've been a listener for a long time, and I hope you call back again. This is a great conversation. Have a good day. You too, sir. Thank you. Um, spot on. I'm a dad. Of a, of a J.O. daughter. She's now a first, a freshman in college, as you know, at Hillsdale, but she was a J.O. volleyball player from age 11 to 17, I think. Uh, we spent a lot of money on travel expenses for her sports. My son is a, is an athlete as well. He played AAU basketball or has played AAU basketball for a long time. He did travel baseball when he was younger for a long time. Same story. Nobody pays for those things except parents. Unless, of course, you manage to, as the report on uh, on uh, News 5 showed, you know, the, the kids from Maple Heights, those parents are out there busting their humps, selling uh, fundraiser items, you know, whether they be squares or, or coupon books or whatever the case might be. And here's Frank. Yep, uh, and nothing's too good for my grandson that the taxpayers won't pay for, or the taxpayers will pay for, rather, that he won't pay for. And that's the problem here. We all have to pay our way except for uh, his corrupt behind. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something else, too. I called for his removal from office two months ago, roughly, when the story about his grandson's involvement or potential involvement in the drive-by shooting. 
took place. And he interfered and obstructed with an investigation by Cleveland police officers telling them to turn off their cameras or having one of his proxies telling them to, them to turn off their uh, uh, body cameras when they came to question his grandson and then telling them he's not leaving here when they wanted to take him downtown to the station where he would be interrogated as is standard operating procedure for anybody being interviewed in a conne- in connection with a with a homicide he said no you can ask him questions here if you want turn off those cameras again he might not have said it but his people did and and to me that interference with a homicide investigation was enough to get rid of this guy and then again, I think I pointed out before, I said $2.2 million of taxpayer dollars he wanted to use on a dirt bike park that got scrapped. I was wrong. I looked it up during one of the breaks. It was $2.4 million of taxpayer money. Wasted, and this is all because of his grandson getting arrested multiple times for illegal dirt bike racing in the streets. So he said, well, then I had to make sure my grandson doesn't keep getting arrested, so I'm going to spend taxpayer money building him a place to race his bike and uh, and his buddies uh, to race their bikes so he doesn't get arrested anymore. I've never seen this type of corrupt nepotism, nepotistic-type behavior, um, at least not in a lot of places. And now this one just kind of puts the capper on it for me. Uh, this uh, expenditure of dollars for elite AAU tournaments and youth football tournaments and other places and all of the other kids in the city of Cleveland who need recreational facilities sit there without. And that's just, that's just great. And the worst part is, as all of my, <clears throat> excuse me, all of the messages I'm getting on social media at France Radio on Twitter and Facebook, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, don't forget, all of the messages I'm getting are correct when they point out that it won't matter to the voters of Cleveland because they're just dumb enough to keep on voting for the same man again and again and again. They'll give him a fifth term if he wants a fifth term. Make no mistake about it, and that's the real shame of this all. All right, quick timeout, final timeout, and back with the final segment on AM 1420 The What a great message I just got from uh, Jackie, who said, Good grief, did we learn nothing from Mike White? She sent a link to a Channel 19 report, 1943 report from 2002. Uh, as 1943 confronts former mayor about missing money just a few weeks ago, again quoting from 2002, Former Cleveland Mayor Mike White publicly assured the new Campbell administration that it was being left with a nearly $12 million surplus. But on Monday, 1943 News found that Campbell's accounts had been unable to find that money and determined that the city could instead be in massive debt. In an exclusive report, 1943 News' Ed Gallick, well, he's still kicking and doing his thing, by the way, tracked down the former mayor at his Cleveland home and asked him about where the money is located. White refused to answer any of Gallic's questions and escorted the news crew off of his property. Uh, wow, that's interesting. I, 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 and just coincidental, I suppose, or not, because, again, the city of Cleveland's voters continue to choose their leadership, and they continue to choose the same type of leadership. And, and what type is that? Well, the D-type. 
the D type. This is this is one of the the most simplified quotes that I got. Uh, again, as I uh, lead you to social media, the first response to the story when I posted it on my Facebook page was from Deb, who said. Amen to that, but you know he'll get elected again. This city slash county would vote for a full litter box if it had a D after it. <laughs> and that's so true. It's just sad. The same type of leadership, the same party leadership, the same mentality, and sometimes, sadly, the same type of corruption. Uh, Amory says scumbag to the nth degree. John says this will all be forgotten when he's reelected. Uh, Chris says, time for the Cuyahoga County prosecutor to grow a set and indict Jackson. Mark says, he's a bat-blank, crazy blank and should be burned at the stake. That's a little extreme. Johnson is a class A, or uh, Jackson, rather, is a class A scumbag. Uh, Matthew says, he is a part of the protected class, you know, demoncrats, or demon rats, as I would call them. Dina says, typical scumbag politician and the city of Cleveland residents will vote him in again, and they can get screwed some more. See, this is the truth. Ken Johnson, too, as we pointed out, who was also in that piece, Ken Johnson saying, well, it's good for these kids to go and play basketball in San Diego because then they come back to their neighborhoods and they're heroes, and there's just not enough heroes. Wow. Ken Johnson, of course, uh, has been implicated in a number of scandalous things as well, uh, including using city services for his benefit, both from a campaign standpoint and from a city services standpoint, uh, land or uh, grass cutting, rather snow removal, etc. Uh, let me have time for one more or two here, real quick. Joe in Brexville. Joe, you're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Fire away. Uh, Jerry, oh, Bob. Oh, Jerry. Sorry, I Jerry. got Joe on my screen. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah, Bob, I just wanted to know how many people vote for Jackson who don't pay taxes. And another thing, they're taking up a collection to name some kind of a building after Tamir Rice. Why don't they take that money and buy coach for kids? Uh, it's so bad, Jackson will never be voted out of that mayor in Cleveland, I don't believe. It's a shame. I- I feel the same way. He's going to be mayor as long as he wants to be mayor. If he wants a fifth term, he will get a fifth term. Nobody's right. going to run against him of any substance, and nobody's going to have the backing if they do, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, he's entrenched, just like uh, so many before him. It's, uh, it, it's a shame, despite the corruption. Everybody knew this last time about, uh, you know, some of the scandalous stuff he's been involved in, and now uh, this stuff will also be swept under the rug as, uh, as they get, as, when he comes up for reelection as well. Tony in Strongsville, let me squeeze Tony onto the program before we're done here. Hi, Tony, go ahead. Yeah, I was a bit concerned about this man talking about his daughter playing softball. Uh, volleyball, you know, uh, these women, they hit their heads with the volleyball. They get consistent per- permanent brain damage. And uh, it's insane for a man to have his daughter playing volleyball because females have a very weak brain stem uh, anomaly. I mean, the brain, bread, bread, the, the brain uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Tony, you're right. We should probably all just wrap our little girls in blankets and keep them in uh, in the house where they're nice and safe and warm and uh, away from any harm that might come to them. Oh, my goodness gracious. That call wasn't real, was it? Uh, my daughter played volleyball for years. And, yes, she got hit in the head with a volleyball a time or two as well. And, yes, she spiked and and, and, uh, and uh, uh, hit other girls in the, ball, in the head with the volleyball too. And guess what? It's called life. It's called life. Boys get hit in the head by pitches in baseball too. And boys get hit in the head when they play football too. And soccer players get hit in the head every time they literally hit a header as well. Uh, no, we don't wrap our kids in bubble wrap and tell them they can't go out and experience life. Um, and guess what else? People get hit in the head when they slam their head into the windshield in traffic accidents, too. 
and we don't take our driver's licenses away from our kids. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> that's a bad way to end this show, but that's where we are. Uh, thanks for being a part of it. Mike Gallagher is coming up next. Stay right here on AM 1420. The Answer. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.